this is the one thing I think most people miss out on. It's my XYZ statement, right? If you can be able to align this, you can be able to build most of your brand and most of your voice around. It's I help X to do Y so they can achieve Z. Are you a consulting business owner seeking a better way to scale to your next million in revenue? Accelerate Sales Podcast features other experts who have cracked the code to predictable revenues with proven sales systems that quickly increase revenue and get you on the fast track back to doing what you do best. Now let's accelerate your sales with today's episode. Welcome to the Accelerate Sales Podcast. Great to have you here. If you're a first-time listener and you love what you hear, and I know you're going to love this particular interview, please subscribe. If you're a long-time listener, I really appreciate it and always open to a review. Look, take notes, and believe me, I filled a whole page on notes on this one, so please uh, take notes, but also everything, all the links, etc., will be in the transcription as well, uh, where we do a full show note. So what are you going to learn out of this, which is most important for you? The first thing you're going to learn is how to really create your voice, okay, and how you bring that out on LinkedIn. The second thing is around the new way that LinkedIn is going to index your posts and how do you get ahead of the game in relation to that. And the third thing is some couple of key tools on LinkedIn that are often forgotten, like LinkedIn stories and how you actually leverage those to get more engagement. So the person I've got on the show today has been incredibly kind to me. They're my mentor for LinkedIn and they mentor some of the biggest influencers on the planet on LinkedIn. So now I'm going to hand you over to Joshua B. Lee from StandoutAuthority.com. Welcome, Joshua B. Lee from Standout Authority to the Accelerate Sales Podcast. It is such a pleasure having you on here today, Josh. Yeah, Paul, man, I'm excited. And I promise you, I won't ever ask you to say my full name again. Let's <laughs> go with the easy one as Josh moving forward. <laughs> just, just for this one interview, I appreciate that. But, yeah, man. Uh, uh, a, a, a good mutual friend, uh, Jamie Masters, introduced us uh, back when I was having a little bit of a health challenge. And I've got to say, if there's one person on the planet that saved my life is my mate who donated his kidney, but the other person that saved my business was you. You had a, a, such an enormous impact on my business. I was had to finally market myself after hiding behind my uh, health condition for, for way too long. And what you showed me on LinkedIn completely changed uh, my business for the better. So the first thing I wanted to say is uh, thank you. Of course, man. I mean, I remember those days of you and I having the conversations going back and forth. And as I told you, when we first got on, it's so good for you and I to have a conversation without you being in a hospital bed. I mean, because you really were and you worked you worked harder and more than anyone ever known from a hospital bed. So it was amazing to be able to actually spend that time with you. So thank you. Yeah. Well, some of the drugs helped, uh, you know, <laughs> I couldn't sleep at all. So I thought, well, why don't I work? And yeah, the doctors even commented that they've never seen anybody 
uh, work so hard. And I actually ended up commandeering an office. So um, they gave me an office so I could go and work. It doesn't surprise me. The doctors used to come in (laughs) and like, you know, instead of bed bed visits, it was was, uh, office visits. But uh, anyway, they were the days. And it is a bit ironic that you're carrying an injury at the moment with a moon boot on. But uh, anyway, that's how it rolls, right, with you and I. But um, I'd love to first kick off with, you know, who are the clients that you love to help? You know, Paul, I mean, just like yourself, I love to be able to work with people that are adding value to this world, right? If they're not, if they're just trying to monetize it, they're usually not my clients, right? I mean, there's a, just like you probably say at the same time, I mean, there's a thousand people behind me that are willing to take your money. But if you're, you have a product or service that's adding value and helping this world, those are my particular clients. Most of them, if we want to get like specifics, it's like seven figure entrepreneurs, right? They've got a small team. And, you know, they're, they're really being able to go through there. They're great at other social media platforms, but they haven't been able to figure out LinkedIn yet. And that's where we kind of step in and really be able to take over their platform. Yeah. And that's why I'm so excited to have you on today. Cause you know, for consultants is mainly who I work with and uh, yeah. you know, LinkedIn is by far the best platform. And what, what do you see some of the key um, opportunities or problems that, that these seven-figure entrepreneurs have, uh, in particular in regards to, you know, this their branding, their personal branding, and also, uh, you know, playing uh, the best game they can on LinkedIn? Yeah, well, that's the thing, right? I mean, they come in, they've been able to, most of these entrepreneurs have gotten here because they've done really well on like Facebook or Instagram. And they're like, Really, Paul, we had someone not too long ago, they're doing probably 10 figure, you know, um, probably eight to nine figures, you know, and they're like, look, I'm crushing it. I don't know. I've, it's just my ads. And they always go straight to ad side on LinkedIn because that's what they were doing on all their platforms. They don't realize the organic reach on LinkedIn and the opportunity you have, especially on the personal brand. So they're like, I don't get it. My ads aren't working. It's, it's not going through. We're like, well, you have two problems, right? Either you don't have your audience dialed in or you don't have your messaging dialed in. Oh no, those are perfect. Okay, well, if those were perfect, you know, <laughs> you, you wouldn't you would have results. And so I think that's the biggest thing that we see with most people. They want to go in. Initially, they come in, they go, okay, I want to start advertising on LinkedIn. And the biggest thing that I tell everyone is like, look, we can help you on the advertising side, but not until we get your organic side dialed in. And that starts with your personal brand. How do you actually connect with that audience? Because we've moved into a world now that personal brand stands out over company brand. No matter what level you're at, we're seeing that. If I told you, let's say I mentioned three names, right? If I said, you know, Mercedes, Porsche, and Tesla, what human being what person's face comes to mind when I say those three companies? Yeah. Elon. Elon. But Porsche and Mercedes have been around for much longer, but that's that personal branding. And this is what we're seeing kind of come through. And this is where people need to understand, especially on LinkedIn. You and I talked about it years and years ago. It's not about the B2B side or the B2B side. It's about the HH, the human to human. How do you actually connect with the other human beings and allow yourself as that leader, as that entrepreneur to be able to connect with your audience. Yeah, and, and do you find, well, certainly I've found that, you know, a lot of people have been successful through referrals in their network, right? Right. And, you know, obviously COVID sort of changed some of the mechanisms, you know, meetups, events, et cetera. So they yeah. go on LinkedIn, but they say like, you know, I'm great at the delivery, but but I don't want to be the face of my brand. I, I don't want to be the face of my company. But ultimately the consumer or the person that's buying from them sees them as the face of the brand. like. 
if it, someone's in that situation, you know, what are some ways that you've helped people, you know, get around that, that mindset? Well, you know, it's being able to talk to them, right? I mean, as they kind of go through, they don't, most of the times when they hit that, it's because they don't want to spend the time, energy, and effort it does to be that personal brand. That's why a lot of people hire us because we come in and become them as best as possible. Mm -hmm. And we can take that off their plate and say, look, I want to be able to understand who you are because just like any situation, people don't buy from brands. They buy from the people that run the companies. Most marketers have just forgotten that, right? Every company is run by a human being. And so this is kind of where they have to be able to connect. Now, if that person, the, the main got person behind the brand doesn't want it, who else in the company do you feel strong enough that you're going to put that personal brand behind? And that's when it usually kind of clicks. So like, well, well, no one, I mean, because like I, I designed this, well, then that means it's you. So let's understand how to be able to connect because wouldn't it be easier not only for yourself, but for all your employees and everything else to be able to drive in the people and be that polarizing figure that people want to work with because of you. And then, then it's the service that you provide because initially brand is what brings someone in the door, right? Especially personal brand. That means get, but what keeps them and stays with them is the services that you provide, not just the services, but the outcome of those services, right? So this is where we have to be able to have these kind of conversations with people. And once they get that, they usually are okay because now that they know that the pressure is taken off them for having to show up, it's just us being able to really pull that out of them and understand who they are. I think that's the bigger thing. When you hit that seven, eight, nine figure companies, they just don't have the time to be able to be themselves online. And they're so worried that whatever they say will affect the entire company, but that's okay. Guess what? No matter what you do, yes, that's going to happen. We're in a social media world and you want that because if you're just on a platform, and you're not being polarizing because people make decisions based on some degree of love or hate of you or the brand or whatever it is. If they are indifferent towards you, Paul, they're not only wasting your time, but they're waste you're wasting your own time. Yes. Right. So this is where you have to be able to flip that around and understand that it's okay because you have to be able to have the people that are going to be your super fans and the people that are going to be haters as well. Yeah. Look, I, I totally agree with that. And you know, you said you help people and take the load off and the, you know, I find the exact same thing, you know, when I'm helping them with sales, it's like, yeah, I want the sales, but, you know, I'm also spread so thin, right, that I can't do all the activities. So we bring in right. to support them. So from you, from a, a personal branding, marketing into LinkedIn, so what are some of the key things that you actually do for, for your clients? Yeah, man. I mean, look, you know, when we kind of go through, it's first and foremost, we're spending that first month really kind of understanding their voice, their brand. I mean, I've been blessed that my amazing wife, Rachel B. Lee, and that was not branded. <laughs> this ha happened through the marriage um, that we actually had the first last name of B. Lee. But, um, you know, she actually comes from a background working with running branding for Microsoft and for Gartner, two major companies. And now she's left the corporate world and come on our company. So we spend that first month really just being able to draw in, understand to be able to capture their voice, what they want, what actions are taken and to be able to go through. Cause I think that's the biggest thing people miss, right? They go in and they go, okay, I want to get sales. Yeah. Well, if you're just going after the sales and going through, you're not connecting with the right audience. If I sell someone, I've got to continue to sell them as they become a client. And that gets exhausting for everybody. But if you educate, inspire, and draw them in through your personal brand and your messaging, now they've chosen to work with you and to become a, a client for life. So that's what we actually spend a lot of time, energy, and effort doing. And then 
It's about how do we actually engage with your audience, draw them in, and actually build real relationships. Because I don't want to just, you know, you and I see this all the time on LinkedIn, right? We get the guys that go in there, they're going to spam, they're going to send out a thousand messages and they're going to get that one sale. I'm like, yeah, I got the one sale. Well, no, you just pissed off 999 people. There's a better way to be able to do it. Let's make those 999 people, we treat them like human beings as advocates. And when we get the right client that understands that, it's magic what we're able to be able to do. And like you said, with LinkedIn, with virtual events, we're spending a lot of time and energy being able to do that because LinkedIn's really invested a lot of money. Recently, they spent about, they invested about $50 million in a um, European company that's around virtual events because they're really, you know, Satya Nadell is really betting hard on the, the dual working network, what we're moving into, which is, you know, sometimes at home, sometimes in the office. And so I think we're going to see a huge shift and that's where we're spending a lot of time and energy to be able to connect our clients on that level. Yeah, great. So, so going back to the first bit around, you know, your voice, you know, yeah. what, is, what are some, some things that um, surprise people when they find their voice or surprise people around how to find their, their voice? Because it, I know it's, it comes off the tongue easy, but, you know, from personal experience, it's very hard to do. Here's the thing, Paul, um, and I'm trying to remember, I know we've probably talked about this at some point or another but it's my XYZ statement, right? And this is the one thing I think most people miss out on. It's if you can be able to align this, you can be able to build most of your brand and most of your voice around. It's I help X to do Y so they can achieve Z, right? X is that ideal client. How do you actually sum that up in a very short, precise word, right? You know, and in a couple of words that actually make it that LinkedIn title, you know, to, and then the service is Y, right? I help X to, achieve, you know, to do Y which is the service. This is not the reason why people buy, but it's the process and the service you provide so they can achieve Z. That's that outcome. What do people get from working with you? Now, like with us, like we work with a lot of, you know, seven figure entrepreneurs to be able to optimize their, their LinkedIn process so they can actually create, you know, groups and be aligned with other entrepreneurs at that same level. So there's lots of different things. What's that outcome? How do we actually take off and be able to connect with the people that are, you know, I'm trying to be able to, to, to put this in the right words, because when you look at it, most, most people think they know who their ideal audience is and they're, they're very broad, mm. especially on LinkedIn. It's not about casting a wide net. I want to be very specific with that audience Two, How do you actually tell what you service do? But the outcome is the real reason why, why everyone buys. And so when we're able to be able to do that, that's the first initial thing that we spend with anyone and then that's where we change a lot of the LinkedIn title, right? I don't want to know that you're the CEO or the founder, the co-founder, the sales director, whatever it is. I can see that in your LinkedIn bio, be customer facing forward. You know, tell me how you can help out. And that allows you to stand out on your profile. And then we can build messaging around that too. Yeah. And look, you know, I, I talked about how much you helped me, but that that was profound for me, you know, getting, uh, you know, the, the header right. You know, I call that the right. billboard is, um, is, you know, someone drives past your, your LinkedIn profile, make sure they understand what you do, make it easy right. for them, which you taught me. And then, yes, I think that that um, uh, headline is, is so important. And, you know, a lot of people say, but, you know, uh, um, you know, I also serve these people, but my message is a bit like Coca-Cola. is like, yes, we used to target on our ads a very specific consumer that we wanted to bring into the brand, but that right. didn't alienate the people that were already, you know, consuming the brand if that makes sense 100 yeah yeah I, I love that paul because i mean you got to be able to go in right i mean like 
we all do multiple different things, but what's the one commonality? This comes back to personal brand, you as the human. So it's okay. Like, you know, me, I run a company, but I'm also, you know, a father, you know, I've, you know, I've, I'm, I've a business partner. I'm a husband. You know, these are all different things. I like, um, I used to like to do sports when I was <laughs> not injured. Yeah. Um, but these people go, well, I can't put that on there. And these are the biggest things that I think separate a lot of people out is because yes, you can be able to share multiple different facets. You're not just individual people. You're one person with multiple different interests. And that's okay because you're going to draw that audience in. That's where that content kind of play comes in because you can be able to share these. Like I always tell people, you need to know that I'm a parent on LinkedIn, but you don't need to know when my kids go to school. Like that's what, that's for Facebook, right? That's for yeah. Twitter, all these other things. So, yes. because it's like, oh, Josh is a parent. I'm a parent too, right? Or, you know, these are the pieces that need to go in that personalize who you are and draw on that ideal audience. Yeah. And, and that's a great point because I saw a poll today on LinkedIn saying, you know, should you share personal information on on LinkedIn? Oh, yeah. And I think oh, the yeah. way that you just summarize it then with that school example is a is a great way uh, to to make that, you know, the subtle difference. And I and have you seen that change, Josh? Like, you know, is it um oh, yeah. becoming more that way inclined than less? Look, we're gonna have the people that are getting it and they're changing. We're seeing LinkedIn change, right? I mean, some of the biggest things that are going through is like you got LinkedIn stories. So this is where I'll talk about like you're not gonna see me talk about my torn Achilles on a post, but I can be able to share a little bit more personal on LinkedIn stories. We're seeing a 15X um, increase in engagement on LinkedIn stories. So it's now catching on. LinkedIn's a little behind the time. Sometimes, you know, this as well as I, yeah. they put something out, then it, it, usually they're a year, a year late to the show. And then it takes another year for actually everyone to be able to catch on. Yeah. So yeah, the, world, to be yeah to, the world's best at keeping their launches a secret, aren't they? Yes. <laughs> exactly. Well, like, I don't think people know, uh, Paul, I'm not sure if you heard or not, but like as of, well, as of next month, you know, they're going to be indexing all of um, posts on LinkedIn. So they already index articles on Google. Yeah. But as of next month, you're actually going to see a big shift. And this is where people better pay attention to how they're creating their content. Because one, we saw the shift from 1300 characters to 3000. Yes. But now the SEO ability on LinkedIn is going to be phenomenal. So how are you going to craft these posts that your branding goes into the largest true search engine out there, which is Google. I use it leveraging LinkedIn. Now, let's not go crazy. Everyone needs to understand that if you post too much, you're going to get dinged. But if you're doing clear, consistent content on a regular basis, the ability to be able to get in there and really be able to connect and, and drawing your audience on that platform is phenomenal. And I don't think they even told most people, guys like you and I know this because we stay current on it, but the average person has no clue the same features even most people don't even realize that your articles used to be indexed on your articles are indexed on Google and you can be like a number one rating in like seven days on a LinkedIn article on Google. Yes. And, and so for those, so indexing the post. So, so let's say, um, you know, I post three times a week. I post good quality content, you know, yeah. um, the variety of formats. So I normally use text space. I use polls. I use sliders. But it's yep. always value add, etc. What should you know? Given that, what should I do um, in preparation for this indexing? One of the biggest things is make sure how you're writing your content. Right, it needs to be SEO friendly. Um, we, there's different places, different tools to be able to use. You know, I've used like Hemingway app. Um, there's actually a new one. A friend of mine's company 
It's called Jarvis.ai. It's amazing to be able to help kind of start breaking some of these different pieces out, but it's being able to understand how do we actually write the content that's legible. You know, the average person in this world, and it hasn't changed since you and I first talked, reads at a fifth grade level. Yeah. Most people on LinkedIn write to such a complex level because they're trying to, oh, it's LinkedIn. It's a business platform. I have to be, I have to come off very smart. Well, if you write over your audience, you're not only breaking the SEO ability, but you're also breaking the attention span. And so that's where you lose the, that's where you lose your audience. So when you're going through here, right, use polls, do text posts. I would definitely highly suggest too. I mean, video is the way things are going. Um, so take time and effort to be able to share some video content on there. That is, um, you know, one, you're not just putting the video, but also put the text on the bottom, right? The captions, because you want to be able to kind of go in there and be able to grab this. So those are the different ways that we're really taking time and energy. It's Google indexes the first 160 characters of, of, that's how they index. Okay. So what you want to be able to take the time and energy is, is those first 160 characters are they optimized for search and to be able to grab your audience's attention, not just on LinkedIn, but on Google as well? Right. So, so I know that I've always said, and you taught me this, have an intriguing uh, headline, right? Or sorry, yeah. head start of the, the post so that people yeah. want to see more. So now is it is, you know, what's the balance? Is it you have intriguing plus you make sure you have some keywords in there that related to the post like well, like I, ch- I changed a little bit right i mean this is because of this new indexing on the google posts i used to be a big fan of being able to take and put my headline on my picture right i still do that to an extent but not the exact headline i'm using like because i used to go okay well i've only got 1300 characters i want to make sure i optimize so i want to grab people i always put a picture in there and i was waiting sure the headlines right there yeah. now i want to make sure that headline that actually is going to be the most it's like writing an, um, an email, right? Like how do you actually write that title email to be able to grab someone's attention? And that's where it's going to kind of go. So think about one or two keywords that are, you want to be known for when you're talking about your post. So what does the post relate to that needs to be in there? Don't just go in and be like, Oh, um, make sure you read this exciting post that I'm about to talk to because it's going to be really awesome. Well, that doesn't help me on an index level. Right. If you're going to be talking about, I mean, like today, I think I did something um, on my post today was around organic marketing. Right. And so that's right out the gate. I want to make sure that people understand I'm talking about organic marketing and the leverageability of it and the, the access. I, now, do I talk about specifically on LinkedIn? No, I didn't. It's just overall, you know, marketing, if done correctly, should be organic. You know, there's paid advertising. And then most people look at marketing and like, well, look, the beauty of it, especially on LinkedIn, is organic. Yeah. And and we all know there's an algorithm on LinkedIn, and obviously the indexing is one part of it. But have you yeah. seen any other, you know, I know it, and it's, I mean, a, it's more of like comments, comments, right? Yeah. yeah comments, engagement. I mean, you want to be able to go that first hour is always going to be key. Yeah. You know, we want to make sure when you're posting that like content, if you've got different crews, like if you, that's the beauty. Like a lot of us, people always don't, hire us specifically for what we do on LinkedIn. It's the the people that we actually have in our company. So a lot of people kind of come in because I work with a lot of well-known names. So they want to be able to go in and work with us because we actually create, I don't, I hate the, the, a lot of the, you know, generated engagement pods, but if you actually go through and create your own with a higher level individuals, like either like you know, Dan Sullivan or Joe Polish, or, you know, some of these other people that we work with in the past, being able to have them engage on your content it's about the community. 
So like we tell a lot of people, yeah, we know how to be able to leverage LinkedIn really, really well. That's the service, but the benefit of working with us is being able to have other high level individuals and being in that same container as them, because now you're going to promote across the board because they're going to engage in your posts and vice versa, being able to expand the right audiences with a very high level individual. That first hour is so critical. Yeah. And, and, you know, there's a lot being said around your SSI score and how that relates to posting. What's, What's your view on that? We see it go back and forth. I think overall, the SSI score was a very critical part of your algorithm. I think it's changed a little bit to the fact that it's not a factor as much as it used to be. Now they look at more, you know, first and foremost, comments are the fuel of LinkedIn. Then it goes to, you know, then it goes to likes and then shares are last. I mean, like shares really don't actually help your algorithm overall, we've seen. Mm. Um, Now with the SSI score, if you're doing that and you have a high SSI, you're doing the right things on LinkedIn. I think that's where it actually helps. It's not so much the score itself, but if you're taking the actions to get 70 and above on, on your SSI score, your social selling index, it shows you're doing the things that LinkedIn wants to do. And it's naturally organically, look, you can you do those things on any platform, it's going to help you. And so that's kind of where I've seen it. I mean, I always, we go through everything. We track the SSI score. You know, we use like Shield Analytics. You know, that's an amazing platform there too. There's lots of different things that we use because not only with that, I don't know if you've seen it recently. Um, Andreas just put out on Shield Analytics. They just actually added the, your keyword, you know, mapping. Yes. I don't know if you've seen that yet or not. Yeah, I did. I, I haven't doubled down on it, but I saw the interface change on yeah, so it's really it's really neat too because now we can kind of go back through for clients and go look. Here's the hottest keywords. Are these the ones that you're actually when you're creating your content? Are these the ones you want to be known for? Are they SEO friendly? So I know you you're a master at being able to really design and be able to build all the tool sets to be able to really optimize the entire process, and that's kind of where we go as well too. It's like okay, that's great. We can look at the content. We can look at the engagement. Overall, I want to make sure the right people are engaging because you're using the right content as well, too, and the right keywords. You might see some people that go through and they're like, okay, this is your num- number one keyword. Well, that has nothing to do with what you want people to find you for. Like, you need to adjust a little bit. Yeah. And, and I know that, you know, we've talked a lot about posts and I could talk to you all day, right? I just cognizant of the, the time, but, and maybe we have you back for round two yeah, to, uh, to, to answer it. But, you know, you talk about engagement and the big thing that surprised me was engagement wasn't just writing great organic posts. So if you could just summarize, you know, where you think people should be engaging outside of posts on LinkedIn. So here's the thing, right? One of the biggest things we've seen right now is we've all seen a massive shift in polls, right? Polls have come back, we get massive reach. But if you're just doing a poll for the series of just to get more views on your content, you're just wasting your time. right? Make sure you're doing a poll one to be able to get precise answers of what you're looking for, because this helps build content and helps you be able to filter out your audience. And two, after the poll is done, it tells you every single person, if you do a yes, no poll, Hey, should you work with Paul? Yes or no, right? Everyone that says yes, which I hope everyone listening says yes, you know, Paul, you know, would reach out to them and be like, Hey, you know, really appreciate you. And we start with appreciation, right? Most of the process that I do, it's all based on what my mom taught me, how to be able to treat other human beings. I'm just doing it online. Like start with appreciation When they engage on your content. This is where your opportunity is to be able to go in and say, Hey, Paul, I saw you recently comment on my post. Love to be able to connect with you. Thank you so much. Right. 
starting with, I saw you view my profile. It's all these different aspects that you be able to go in and be able to build a relationship with from appreciation to being able to, you know, give a compliment that we do a lot of that through endorsements. And a lot of this has shifted because of LinkedIn's change, right? They, in the last two or three months, now you've actually brought it down to there's no, you can't do more than a hundred connection requests on a weekly basis, unless you're doing out blank email requests. Yes. There's ways to redo that. But if you're going to move that route, make sure you have a, a system to be able to go afterwards. That's going, Hey, the reason why I sent you this connection request is right. So before it was, Hey, I saw your profile. Well, now you just want to be able to shift these things around. So everything is about engagement. You want to be able to build a relationship. You want people to build that trust factor, you know, no like, and trust is always what they, you hear everyone be able to say. And how do you do that? Through conversation. That's sometimes through the content, but it's really most times on LinkedIn, the direct messaging. And, and I do know um, because, you know, obviously we're in the game, right? So we get used to it, but, but sometimes I see someone, you know, sort of starting a conversation, you can know where it's leading, right? So now I just yeah. sort of cut them off. Like, what's your thoughts on on that? Where you know, maybe in some cases, become too confrontational. Uh, sorry, conversation. Like you said, you know, put in there the reason why. I, I, you know, what? Yeah, what's your views on that from an outreach perspective? I try and be able to go through. I, I've got the people. I have some people that come in and go, look, I just want to go straight out the gate and be able to like, this is the reason why I'm reaching out to you. We haven't really shifted much. I, I always engage with people that engage with me, right? Because I hate cold outreach. I hate cold emails. I hate cold. It's not like it's being spammed. Yeah. So, you know, if someone's looked at my profile, someone's engaged on my content, or if they're our ideal audience, you know, we're engaging on their content as well. And then engaging in them reaching out and say, hey, I saw your recent post. And this is why I enjoyed it. And I'm being very tactical on how that actually works out. So these are the different pieces that we use. I mean, like we use polls. We use... Um, LinkedIn lives, there's all use stories, right? Swipe up. I love LinkedIn. I love swipe up on LinkedIn. If you've got 5,000 connections, it's a great feature to be able to use. If you don't do swipe up, you do LinkedIn stories and use swipe up on your company page. Cause you can have zero followers and you can actually be able to do that and actually still get people to see your, see your LinkedIn stories. So when you're kind of going through, I know I missed the question because I get it, get distracted. I'm a big fan of start with appreciation. And then I want them to kind of go in and I want to be able to ask them a question, right? Hey, why, if I can't be able to, I'm not going to pitch anyone until I at least know where they stand. Yeah. So if it's going in and going, Hey, do you consider yourself an entrepreneur or a business owner with an entrepreneurial mindset? Right. I want to know where they're at because then they're, and I always tell them the reason why I'm asking is that I want to make sure I understand how to be able to, you know, f- continue our conversation. The better I understand your mindset, the better we can have a conversation. Yeah. Right. I'm, I'm very open with that. And we do that with different clients. And, you know, honestly, a lot of times, Paul, we've actually even shifted very quickly to leveraging LinkedIn events and being able to pull some people into community calls and Zooms and things like that, that go straight to the thing. Hey, if you're free, love to be able to invite you over here. Yeah. And now it's starting a real relationship that then there's no no pitch at all, even more on LinkedIn. We've actually moved hundred percent off that. We pulled everyone into more zoom calls and things like that. Yeah. And no, I uh, saw that the only thing, and I think you replied, but I haven't read it yet. It's just the time for us Aussies. But anyway, that's. Yeah. We're trying to be able to shift those too. I mean, we <laughs> it's, it's being able to go in, like I I'm trying to optimize my time because I spend time, you know, we do podcasts like this. We've got, you know, I spend a lot of time on clubhouse. We do LinkedIn lives. 
So it's where can you be able to access those those times and those pieces with people to build the relationship in the, in the quickest time possible that actually not only adds value for them, but also allows me to give the maximum value. Just a quick one on Clubhouse. Um, yeah. I'm an optimist at heart, right? But at the moment, I sort of see Clubhouse as great for influencers, right. but, but not great if you're starting the game. So that's uh, my hypothesis. Tell me whether right. that's right or wrong. I think there's an opportunity. The biggest thing with Clubhouse is you have to be able to raise your hand. If you're just sitting in the audience listening all the time, you're going to miss out. You have to be able to go up on stage, ask questions, and be able to get involved. And then the next piece is, I mean, Paul, we'll go in. Like, So my wife and I do every Wednesday um, at 4 p.m. Central and then every Friday at 11.30 Central you know, here in the States, you know, we do two different rooms. And I'm going to tell you, like, even if we have 20 people in there, like when you're looking at the stats, like you run a room for an hour and it looks like you only have maybe it could be five people. That's five more people than you had just sitting at home during COVID. Right. And we'll go through and we'll have up to a thousand people that are rolled through that room. How much do we have to pay like on a platform like Facebook to have someone and you'll look at the stats and they'll say someone, the average person listened for 12 minutes. How much do we have to pay for someone to listen to one of our video ads for 12 minutes? Yeah. Right. So I think it is a place for influencers, but I think you can be able to find your tribe. You just have to be, be okay with going, look, it might be me and one or two other people listening at the time. And the other piece is like, Paul, you and I should like, man, I, I'd love to f- for you to come join us on Clubhouse, man. I'd love to be able to bring you in. We do a, the LinkedIn room every Friday. So please join us, man. I mean, because yes, it is for influencers, but we all started on there with zero. I mean, I only started on Clubhouse in December and I've got almost 40,000 followers on there now, but it's just, and I think people are rising up. So you raise your hand, go up there. Anyone can be able to get that on there, but you and I both know too. LinkedIn's coming up with their own version, so we'll see yeah. where we time where we spend all our time. Yeah, and and uh, creator mode. So I know that I, I certainly found that when I switched to creator mode, and you can explain yeah. what it is, but uh, my my actual uh, post went down, um, engagement not up. So, what's your views on on or off the creator mode? Are you using so our posts have gone up? Um, but are you using the five hashtags that you've s- selected with creator mode in your posts? No. So that's going to be your, that's going to be the thing I want. I want you to try and shift and change on creator mode. Yeah. Creator mode is just a, an entryway, right? Where they're going, what they want to be able to see. So there's a couple different features that, you know, you get with creator mode, the follow, follow button rather than which anyone can switch over rather than a connect button. Yeah. Um, it features your top, I think your last six or eight posts rather than all your activity. And then you also get to be at the, the little LinkedIn video for your profile, right? Where you can actually kind of say, Hey, I've got a new masterclass coming up. Um, but what we've seen and actually talking to LinkedIn as well, Paul, you want to, the hashtags that you use for those five hashtags you select with the creator mode. And if everyone hasn't paid attention to it, you just go to your profile Right in your um, your dashboard section, you can turn creator mode on and it'll ask you to pick five hashtags. And those hashtags you want to be able to incorporate into your content on a regular basis. If they see you not using those hashtags, your visibility will go down. But the more you use those hashtags, those will actually get an additional social boost more so than just using any other hashtag. So that'll be the biggest thing. Like, don't just go in like, I'm going to select marketing because it has 40 
there are 25 million followers on there. If you so use that hashtag as well too, and then you'll actually get an initial boost. Yeah, great, great advice. Well, like I said, I could go on forever. We will have you back again. Yeah, man. And probably not of just course. once. But, uh, well, I'll bring my wife next time. She she, sure. she balances me out a little bit better. <laughs> That'd be great. And a big shout out to Rachel. So uh, before we go into the last section, which is the rapid fire section, I want to ask you listening or watching now, do you have the sales system to generate your next million dollars in revenue? And if the answer is yes, congratulations. But if the answer is I'm not quite sure, I've got something for you to help you get clarity around that. Just go to paulhigginsmentoring.com forward slash pulse. There's nine critical questions you can answer in about three minutes. And then off the back of that, we can have a call where I go through a plan and show you exactly what I think is benchmarking after my 28 years of experience versus where you're at. And what you'll see is just what the opportunities are to have that sales system in place. So Paul Higgins Mentoring dot com forward slash pulse so ready for the rapid fire everybody go there now hold on wait we got to make sure everyone go check out that link because to get on a phone call with paul is amazing <laughs> totally agree. yeah let's do it man yeah all right so uh the first one is um what are the sales habits that help you be successful Sales habits that help me be successful is, is, is really just being clear, consistent content, right? I mean, being able to understand my messaging, being able to be consistent on it on a regular basis. I can't just go in and go, oh, I'm going to try this today. And then, okay, I'll try it again next month, right? And it's the content, right? Understanding that brand. So clear, consistent content on a regular basis is the, the, the clearest factor for me to be able to be as, as successful as possible. Great. And what technology is essential for accelerating your sales? Right now, it's being able to really kind of go, use analytics, right? How are we actually going through to be able to go in? Like, honestly, for us, the technology that accelerates our sales is Sales Navigator. Being able to leverage that the right way, because most people don't understand all the different aspects of it, just because we're using LinkedIn. Of course, I could mention 50 other different platforms that we use, but that's one of the biggest ones. Once you figure that out, it really changes the game on LinkedIn. And what's the best source of ideas for you for getting more um, information on sales? Right now, one, listen to podcasts like this, but really, Paul, I mean, being able to think outside the box, I've used Clubhouse so much because not only am I sitting on stages, but I'm listening to an, a worldwide audience I never had access to and other amazing speakers. And when I get to hear what they're doing differently, it pulls me out of where I, my thinking is, look, I've been doing this for 20 years. I sometimes get in my own blinders. So yeah, Clubhouse is amazing to be able to listen and get ideas and then be able to make it your own. Yeah, and, and I mentioned before just how much you gave to me and uh, that was incredible. But how else do you give back to the world? You know, prior to COVID, I used to um, go in and hopefully after COVID, I'll be able to do it again. I was the resident Spider-Man at the uh, Children's Hospital here in ah. Austin, Texas. So I, I, I'm going to probably have to get back into spandex ready form um, <laughs> since COVID kind of kind of took off the, uh, well, and the Achilles, I've kind of been thrown off a little bit, but you know, outside of that, what we're doing on a regular basis is these community calls, right? Like tomorrow we're doing a, we do these live calls we do on the two clubhouse rooms. Those are the ways we give back, right? Because not everyone has access to, you know, that aren't our clients going through. So it's, it's about how we educate, inspire, and draw people in. And that's through Clubhouse and through podcasts like this. Yeah, well, look, the last question uh, 
might be hard to answer because I've actually filled a whole page of all the value you've given in this uh, great conversation. But if there's one action someone could take right now to 10x their sales, what would that be? One action I really think that everyone needs to be, especially if you're talking about, let's go LinkedIn specifically, it's rock your profile out. I mean, I think this is the biggest thing that people miss out every single time. The number one piece you need to be able to starting from is if you don't have a, a, their, your profile on point and being able to really optimize that, you're missing out. And I think people jump through and go, well, how do I create content? How do I actually generate sales? How do I go through this? And you and I both know that no matter what they're doing, everyone comes back to their LinkedIn profile. And if that's not 100% complete and on point and really telling the story, you're going to miss out on everything. So that's where I would tell everyone to start right there. Yeah, and I, and I often say to people, you know, you're Jekyll and Hyde, and they're like, what do you mean? I said, well, the conversation you just had with me was brilliant. Then if I look at your profile, it's just so un, under-optimized. Yeah. So I couldn't agree more. Well, look, it's been brilliant having you on. So and yeah. I know you've also got a, a, an on-demand masterclass, which is brilliant. So you can go to standoutauthority.com forward slash on-demand masterclass. Go check uh joshua b lee's linkedin profile because everything that he talks about here he practices and to stay up to date with all the best ways to create engaging content to then lead to sales go to his profile because uh, it's the one that i follow the most and i recommend that you do it as well so josh absolute pleasure having you on today no paul i appreciate that and everyone listening what I'd love to be able to hear when you send out a LinkedIn message is tell me what you love about Paul, right? Because that gives me a reason to be able to call Paul up and be like, man, look at all these different messages that I just got from being on your podcast and what everyone loves and why they listen to it. So please, when you send these messages out, connect with us on LinkedIn. Tell me what you enjoy about Paul, what you love about him. You know, all these, tell me an amazing story that you've, you've listened to. And that gives Paul and I more reason to be able to have more conversations. So thank you. Great. And that's why... Joshua is one of the world's best. Thanks, Josh. No worries, Paul. Thank you. It was an absolute joy to catch up with Joshua again. And as you've just heard, he shared so much value. I love the fact that he still talks about human to human. So the things that his mum taught him, you still do on any platform, but in particular, LinkedIn. He also talked about just the importance of posting. And yes, LinkedIn will move more towards ads, but it needs the post content to keep people engaged on the platform. So it's so important to do it. And he had lots of great tips around that. So why don't you move your listening into action? So why don't you go and take the key learning that you learned from Joshua B. Lee and share it on your socials and mention him. He's got such a great following of really high quality people. So they'll get to see it. But most importantly, Joshua. And as he said at the the end for me, that, you know, say what you loved about this interview. And if you know him well, please share that as well. Uh, there will be the transcription and all the links that he mentioned. So he mentioned quite a few. They'll be in that transcript. And why don't you go and share it, maybe with one, 10, or if not 100 of your friends and be the sales hero to them and share this brilliant episode with them to help them accelerate their sales. If you want to learn how or learn if you've got the system to get your next million in revenue, just go to paulhigginsmentoring.com forward slash pulse 
and you will get those nine questions there. Check out our solo shows where I share really specific sales strategies on there to help you accelerate sales. And that's what I want you to do. I want you to take action from today and please go and accelerate your sales. I'm fired up after today's episode. What about you? But hey, before you go, learning is just one piece of the puzzle. Now it's time to put today's strategy into action. Head over now to today's show page at paulhigginsmentoring.com forward slash podcast and share how you'll put it into action. Be sure to head over to your favorite podcast platform and subscribe, rate, and review the show. Tell me what your favorite episode is. And don't wait one minute more to gain access to your pulse check at paulhigginsmentoring.com. This could be the difference between struggling to get more leads and making this next quarter your best one yet. 